This is a Dalarna University production. My name is Kamal Abudib, and I'm an Arab scholar who works in Arabic and in comparative literature. And I do a lot of work on uh, theory, literary theory, cultural theory. So my work is very, very theoretical. And uh, I, I move across literatures and languages in order to theorize anything that I work on. I've uh, taught at quite a number of universities, from Oxford, where I started, to universities in the United States, uh, the University of Pennsylvania, the University of California at Berkeley, and uh, the Columbia University in New York. And I've taught at Arab universities as well, and at the University of Yarmouk in Jordan, and the Atsana University in Yemen. And I have been professor of Arabic uh, at London University holding the chair of Arabic. The British system has chairs, you probably don't, don't I don't know whether you have them here, which are the highest ranking uh, university posts. And uh, I'm now, um, I'm happy to say I'm a professor at this university. And I also hold a visiting professorship at Dartmouth College in the United States. So I move between universities. I have written on an uh, enormous number of things. I tend, as I said, to write on theoretical issues. Um, but then I carry out some of the theoretical analysis to apply in certain fields from cultural studies to literary studies. And on top of all my academic work, I like uh, serious um, cultural-oriented, culture-oriented, literary-oriented, and politically connected uh, aspect of media writing. So I do that sometimes on television, uh, but often enough through writing in journals. And um, I write about issues which involve culture and politics, literature and politics, social issues and politics, without actually writing about day-to-day -day politics. So I'm not a politician, but um, I have this wide interest in, in things. Please tell me uh, about how you became a teacher at Dalarna University and also your to initial, initial thoughts about teaching online. I came, I, it, it, it happens that uh, one of your finest people here, probably the finest dealing with Arabic, uh, Lisa Berg, <laughs> uh, was a student of mine at the University of London, where I taught her Arabic and poetry, in particular language and, and literature. And she was such a, a remarkable student that she ended up, when she graduated, Against my wish, I, w I want her to go on and do a PhD because she has a brilliant mind and the Arabic is, very, is, is excellent. I want her to go and do a PhD, but she chose instead to come and teach Arabic here. And when I saw what she was doing, I was very excited about it because it was the first time 
I came face to face with technology uh, at this level in the service of teaching. Although at universities where I've worked, from Oxford to uh, London, we did have all the technical things in teaching languages, from language labs and things and communications. And, but there was nothing like what Lisa showed me she was doing, teaching online. And when I saw it, I got very excited, right? Because I liked novel ideas, just as I like novel things in my work, in literature and things. I like novel ideas wherever I see them. And when I looked at what was happening and she asked me whether I'd like to, to join in for a trial, I was, I was very happy to do that. And uh, after the very first encounter, I thought if I'm asked whether I would do this proper, uh, regularly, I would say most certainly yes. And I'm very glad that I've done that because it's proven to be an absolutely exciting world that I've entered through that. Describe your experience uh, when you held your first seminar. It was so fantastic that, I've actually, that I actually wrote, as I told you, I write culture, literary journalism from time to time. And at the time, I, I, I'd been writing a monthly article for one of the leading journals in the airport, very popular journal. And I, I always choose very important topics to write about. And I'm immodestly, I'm very well, people read my work a lot. And so when I came through this, when, when, when I was facing this new encounter, I thought hard, I thought for about two months whether I would write an article about it or not, and in what area of the political, cultural uh, 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 corner would I, would I actually fit it in. And I had just uh, written for my monthly article, two or three pieces on the use of technology in the dangers of technology in backward societies, what I call. And I written about how, how damaging and destructive modern technology uh, like the internet and others, how dangerous they are in societies which lack some fundamental aspects of the humanities. For instance, democracy, freedom of speech, and, and so forth and so on. And I'd argue that these means give uh, people in power, give governments and dictators and people who oppress, uh, rulers who oppress their societies, the best chances they can dream of on controlling these societies further. And, and I'd written a lot about that. And you know, as I said, what I was writing was received very, very, very well. And I thought, now here is something where, which will go against my theory, my theoretical work. But would I write about it or not? So I thought, let me experience it really to the full by actually teaching a, a class uh, or two or three like that and then see. And it was massively impressive when I started. And I, I could see that here is one area where modern technology and the internet can actually produce the sort of result that I want to see in the social order. You know, more, better education, more education, freedom, uh, the ability to speak, to discuss, to, 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 to enter into dialogue with, 
with others and to be positive and to be not within the reach of the control of those who want to oppress. And so I wrote, I wrote precisely about that, about how this experience that we were carrying out at Dalarna University here uh, uh, was used and how I personally participated in it. And I described the magical effect <coughs> sorry, that it had on me uh, from both a technological point of view and a cultural sort of political point of view. And I wrote a lengthy article. I think uh, the translation you've seen, I understand, was a summary of the, but the article was, was, a, was, was a long article which took both sides of the thing. But I described first how I felt when uh, I began and I could see the faces, I could hear the voices, I could see myself interacting with them. And then when something went wrong and uh, somebody said to me, one of your colleagues, maybe you, I don't know. <laughs> somebody said to me, can I, can, I, <coughs> can I take control of your PC? And I said, what? <laughs> what, 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 what does that mean? And I was told to say yes, so I said yes. I don't usually say yes to many things. But I did say yes, and I could see suddenly this mouse moving, this uh, cursor moving all over my screen in, in, in total state of astonishment, and then beginning to open various files and folders in my, on my computer. And I was amazed, I was stunned. This is the first time I see anything like that. Although I'd been using computers from the very first moment they came about. I was a professor at Columbia at the time in, in New York. I was totally stunned by that. And then this gentleman, you, your colleague, I don't know at all, uh, put things right. And then I was told to go ahead and uh, you know, finish the class. And we did. It was absolutely amazing. And then I discussed some of the implications of that for the, what I'm interested in, not only on the technological level, but on, on, on other levels. How, how the internet in, used in this way can, can further education, improve the mind, the quality of teaching, the interaction between people from, who belong to, to, to very different cultures uh, at, at different places at different times, and how you can use the expertise of some of the best people in the world who would not normally be available to move around, say, to go to other universities and lecture or spend time or seeing how they can be sitting there in their own homes, and you could be making use of their, their great knowledge and expertise uh, in order to, to help people all, all around the world, all over the world, learning and improving their, their, their educational abilities and knowledge, and absolutely fantastic, stunning thing. Where did you sit having your classes? When I did the first, I was actually sitting in my, in my office, in my study at home in Oxford, and, and almost in a state of disbelief. Um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd actually, in the past, I'd edited, I wrote a book which was a program for an open university in the Arab world, the Palestinian Open University. I am the man who actually wrote up the, but that was, you know, distant learning, more like the Open University in London. Uh, nothing like this at all. This is absolutely stunning. What do you think are the difference, differences between teaching online and on campus? Uh, let me start with the negatives. The negative, f f from what I've seen, the only negative is that uh, 
uh, in a class uh, setup, the personality of the teacher has great importance. Uh, teaching is a, is a gift. People can learn how to teach, but, but with difficulty. I think that people are either gifted and they have the talent to teach or they don't. Now, in that sort of sense, the personality of the teacher is crucial. And uh, the imparting of knowledge can be, uh, uh, can be uh, influenced very greatly by the personality of the teacher. Uh, and if the teacher happens not to have presence, not to have a personality, not to have the ability, teaching in a class situation is disastrous. Uh, it, it doesn't work. The teacher would never have the respect of the student or the ability to, to the, the desire to participate or whatever it is. If the personality of the teacher is, if he has presence, if he has knowledge, if he has style, if he knows how to run a class, how to, to entertain as well as to teach, then it can be a fantastic experience. In online, this is cancelled out. The personality of the teacher still has a role to play, but not great. You're only seeing a face. In that face, some faces are prettier than others. <laughs> but yeah, after, it's a face. You can't see the, the body moving. You can't see the way uh, somebody moves in a classroom. You can't see the way somebody relates to the students. From time to time, I throw a piece of chalk at the head of a student. For it. You can't do that. <laughs> Lisa experienced that, <laughs> sure. So that is cancelled out. Whether this is an advantage or not, I think it's a disadvantage. You might say, all right, we'll develop software which can incorporate the personality of the teacher, in which case you should copyright it to me because it's my idea. <laughs> but uh, the, the advantage is that is that in a class situation, no matter how many students you have, you're reaching a limited audience, and you're reaching an audience which is, because the nature of acceptance at universities and process you go through, which is almost of equal uh, level, of course, the level of, of knowledge, of talent, of things. At most universities, uh, there's a standard below which you don't go, above which you might go a little. Whereas online, you're teaching people of such different abilities, different uh, 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 ways of doing things from different parts of the world with different cultural backgrounds. Now that increases the demand on the teacher. In other words, the teacher, unless unless he is an absolutely first-class teacher with immense sources of, of, of knowledge, uh, it can be a, a, the weakness can show because you never know what sort of uh, comment or question or thing, where it will come from, from what sort of background, from what standard of knowledge and what standard of what level of, of, of education. Sometimes you, you're surprised by how simple-minded the student can be and how simple you need to be in order to explain something. Sometimes you realize how, how tricky the, the, the question is and how you really have to have a store of knowledge in order to. That's one major difference. Uh, the other, of course, is that the, the other advantage, I think, of, 
of, of, of online teaching is that uh, in a way you are entering into dialogue because of the, of the, of the nature of the process. You're entering into a dialogue uh, although you're, 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 you're still lecturing in a sense, you're giving a class, but you're entering into a dialogue uh, which uh, is more genuine, I think, in a sense, because in the classroom situation, on the whole, unless you are, you are in a small seminar, there is a question and answer business when you've done your, your job as a lecturer. You're lecturing and then there are certain areas in seminars where, which, are, uh, which, which involve uh, discussion. But I feel that online uh, there is room for give and take on the part of the teacher and the student uh, a bit more than you have in a, in a classroom situation. Whether this is because the numbers are less, it could be that, but I don't know what will happen if you have, if you start having classes which have 100 students. I don't know if this will stand out. Um, but I think the, 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 the major advantage is a point I've, I've already mentioned in a slightly different context, is that you can make use of the best brains in the world online uh, in anything you that you design, any program, anything, if you know and you have means of contacting and communicating with the best brains in the world, you can actually make use of that uh, immediately to design any course that you want to design and put into practice, which you can't do physically in, in a teaching situation in a classroom because you can't get people uh, to come. You can't have people, people there. No university can afford to bring about you know, the best 10, the best 100, 100 professors in the world. They simply can't. But I think online you can. And I don't know whether you, you sort out these things, but that's a major point to, to consider, I think. And I have to thank you, and I hope you will enjoy your stay here in Sweden. Thank you very much.